I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast from two brothers who watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. Let's jump in, sleepyheads. This is really a triumphant return. I know, it feels good. I And I've been having conversations with people about the podcast lately who have been missing. People have been missing, Continue. <laughs> people have been missing the podcast. They've been missing this brilliant banter back and forth. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I know we also recently crossed 10,000 downloads. Whoa. Got to post that on the IG. Actually, yeah. I'm not sure if I want to because I posted 1,000 downloads like a month after we started. <laughs> so it feels like our trajectory isn't on pace right now. But yeah. I was talking to a friend and I was joking about the pod of like, well, you know, with this movie really felt like the director was doing blah 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 it's like okay yeah sure but i also listen for the banter oh the people br- like the, the banter the brotherly love well if i had some what? good news for you today okay <laughs> it's all banter today we're not doing a movie oh it's only banter <laughs> we've decided to shift the focus of the pod we're no longer discussing movies okay. because there are none i can't believe it's all banter it's only about our lives and there is none i mean truly this episode started from a meme posted on ig today which was hey guess what it's father's day and you living in sacramento you lucky bastard uh went and saw a movie by yourself at an indie movie theater called tower theater love tower and, and you had a great time and I was like, you know what? I want to say, I want to say, I, I jokingly, kind of tongue-in-cheek texted you when I was at the theater last night saying, this is my Father's Day gift. I'm at the movies by myself. And and I've t- I've said that to people this week, and they gave me this look like, you're not going to spend time with your family? Are you a monster? <laughs> I did that on Friday. Father's Day's tomorrow. So we're going to do stuff tomorrow. Good fathers get the day off on Father's Day. I think Father's See, Day is the here's, here's, here's my, de- my theory I'm developing on the spot okay. about Father's Day. If you're an absent father, that's the day you spend with your family. Do it now. We can't do this. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is gold. If you are, like, emotionally uh, divorced from your family, Father's Day is the one day a year that you actually, like, all right, do breakfast with them. All right, we're going to go to a restaurant with the family. But if you're, like, a good dad who's, like, showing up day to day father's day is the day where the family says like go do what you want have some fun for an hour by yourself yeah so if if anything if you're getting to see a movie on father's day by yourself just a sign of the quality of your dadness well i'll take that i'll take that come on we're keeping that in that's a great observation (laughs) so So speaking of father's day (laughs) you text me this and i'm like you know what great idea yes 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 that's how i want to spend i want my like two hour chunk of free time yep. on father's day to be i'm just gonna go to a movie i'm gonna get a small cherry icy i'm gonna get a small but probably medium because they don't sell small popcorns anymore uh buttered popcorn <laughs> no, I went to, wait hold on hold on when I went to see the Super Mario Brothers movie with Enoch a couple of months ago, we haven't oh, yeah. done this in months. So, sure. Um, we, it was like it, when I take Enoch to the movies, like it's it's a thing. We I, we get right. popcorn. You it's go a, all it's, out. It's a special it's thing. Not, him it's and I not once a month. It's no. like once every mm-hmm. couple. Yeah. So take him to see Super Mario Brothers at the Regal, and 
I, I'm like, hey, we just want a small popcorn to share. And I, I'm not kidding. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> They're like... So not only do we have a bucket, but we have someone shoveling popcorn into the bucket during the movie. <laughs> That's a small. <laughs> if you want a large, we have... We have an excavator come in. <laughs> Extra large is the dump truck. Can you handle this? <laughs> okay, Matthew's laughing. He's just not making any noise. Audience. Okay. So, yeah, like, I'm not kidding. Were you laughing or what? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see, your mic's not picking up the gas for air. We so, need to put uh, this on YouTube. Yeah. So, I say, hey, I want a small popcorn. <laughs> no, like small dude this is the equivalent when i go to like a starbucks which is rare because you know your boy's going to a third wave coffee shop and i'm like all right listen i couldn't picture you in a starbucks i want an ice americano that's espresso and water and ice they're like well what about room for cream and i say no and they're like well what about sweeteners <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean sweeteners are not part of an ice americano order as any standard so i'm saying i want a small popcorn because a small popcorn sure. is usually big enough for me and Enoch to share. Sure. And I am not joking. This guy holds up a bag that is no bigger than my oh, iPhone. Oh, he goes the inverse. He's like, you want a small? It's it's the total opposite. You want a small? And it was like, hey. <laughs> he, says, he says, hey, just so you know, this is the size of our small right now. And it was the smallest, like, joke bag of popcorn. Hey, non-American. <laughs> hey, you commie. And it was still, if you want well, a small, was, <laughs> if you dare to order a small, this is what you're getting. But it was still $8. <laughs> Things are working. Things are working. But l- listen, said, for so, eight twenty five, so, you get a double extra large. <laughs> so you tell me which one you want. <laughs> so I said, I said, like, when did this change? Because the last time I was here, the small was like, ah, you're an old man. When did this change? In my day. I said, like, when did this change? Because the last time I was here, you know, small was like a normal small. Small is normal. Oh, we're just... He says, oh, we're just out of the small bags right now. And this is, oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're out, so... But we have like, extra. It was like tiny. A, 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 extra tiny bags. We're gonna still charge you the price of the of this large small size. Hey, why do you have these bags in the first place? In case That's what I was in wondering. Case there's secret menu items at the movie theaters, and it's just smaller sizes. <laughs> Oh, okay. You want it was animal like eight, style. It's like eight dollars <laughs> for a cup, like a, you know, it's cup size. You want less? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to charge you double. <laughs> uh, anyways, it was just it, like this. This is one of these things of what we're talking about, where it's like this does not do well for the movie going experience <laughs> when when i show up in the middle of an afternoon on a friday to see the mario brothers movie with my kid no one else is in the theater let me get a small and, <laughs> and, like, and then the, the iphone sized bag of popcorn is what they offer me this is crazy but okay medium was 825 wasn't it <laughs> it's true it was yeah. not Dude, much more expensive that's how they get you with the icy that's how they poison you in this country they say all right you want a small icy, which is like already too much for any human to consume. Oh, oh I know, I know, it's terrible. Listen, a small icy is six even. Extra large, <laughs> double bucket size of your head icy, that's only six twenty-five. So what do you? Come on now, are you going to be the dummy that doesn't understand 
basic economics here. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, you, you 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 were inspired by me. You were gonna go to the movie, sure. get your popcorn, and I get your IC. Live in God's country, Redding, California. <laughs> and in God's country, they got two theaters. And hey, you know what? That's pretty good. Two theaters. They got a Cinemark, and I boot up the Cinemark app that I've paused my subscription on because I wasn't using the yeah. uh, monthly uh, ticket voucher to go see anything. So I've got five locked and loaded on my pause subscription. And I say, you know what? I'm going to see a movie on Father's Day Sunday. And what do I do? I scroll. And what do I see? <laughs> I see child groomer Ezra Miller's Flash. <laughs> It's all. <laughs> I see. Uh, can I do that for each one? I see Matt Walsh. I don't know. Nightmare Little Mermaid. <laughs> no. I see Fast X. You do it for the family. I don't even know. I haven't seen one Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> except for 20 minutes of Tokyo Drift on cable on TBS back in the day. You know, Tokyo Drift was on TVs and restaurants in Ghana a lot. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. I see Transformers. Something about beasts. Beast Wars. It's a beasts. Ah. Beasts of no nation. They're like, listen, beasts we of got the robots. Uh, Transformers, beasts of the southern wild. We need robots to turn into animals next. What's next? This is based on a... This is this this was a TV series from when we were kids. I watched I this a lot. I remember Beast Wars. Yeah, I love Beast Wars. Wars. We had the yeah. computer game for Beast Wars. Yeah, love and Beast Wars. It, and it was the best thing I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah, this movie I assume is the worst movie I've ever seen. If I were to go see it, so let's do a quick recap. This is my scrolling experience: Flash, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fast X, three Guardians, three Guardians of the Galaxy, three Fast X, Super Mario Brothers, the new Little Mermaid, li- the new live action Little Mermaid, yeah. something called. But Boogie. live action is is kind of in quotes because it's all because it's all animated. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent, except for about this on people's faces. Yeah, yeah. Audiences, I'm squishing my face into a square. Uh, what do we got? We got Boogeyman, which I'm sure is cinema gold. We've got ah, we've got Elemental, Pixar's worst movie in yeah. tough, who knows how tough long. reviews for Pixar. We've got uh, Spider Verse, which you know I get a lot of people love. That's great. Love that for you guys. I haven't even seen the first, so I'm out already. I'm sure it's great, though, genuinely. Uh, what do we got? That's it. Now, I, I want to say, we're going to have a conversation here. You have not seen any of these movies. No. I've seen a couple of those movies. Sure. And the ones that I saw, like, I saw Spider-Verse and I loved it. I think it's, I think it is really amazing achievement in animation. I think, like, it's an extraordinary movie. I, I loved it. I loved it, right? That's the conversation that we are having is not about the quality of these movies. Right. Right. That's that's we're setting the quality aside mostly because we actually can't speak to the quality because we haven't seen them. Sure. And it it is true a lot of people enjoy these things. So like keep on enjoying your thing, right? Not a conversation about quality. This is a conversation about something else because this is what you this is this is what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I just had now listen, we know our roles. Typically, these genre of movies, whether it be Disney live action, superhero movies, basically superhero movies with something like Fast X, but that's, yeah. um, I don't know. How would you, what would you describe that? It's, it's just big 
intellectual property driven franchises. Yes, yes, and I don't know horror movies. Like, I, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think this is like a real part of this too. Like something where when I go to a theme park, Universal Studios or Disney or something, I'm going to see right, the, you know, an image from one of these movies, right? Sure. So I just had this moment today looking at that and thinking, none of this is for me, and. You know, I immediately go and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not trying to be too harsh here, but I feel this sense. I, I, let's go through the list one more time, real quick. Yeah. Little yeah. Mermaid live action, Super Mario Brothers, Fast X, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Spider-Verse, The Flash. I'm like, there is a sense to me that movies are made for, I feel a slight tinge of infantilization of movie goer audiences in our year of our lord 2023 i haven't been a big superhero marvel dc guy really since college in general and that's not to yeah. say those movies don't have value or are even like high quality they're just not my thing but when i open yeah. the cinemark app all i see is in my mind movies that are made for at least younger people as a litmus and yeah. then you know, people who stick with those franchises or IP throughout the years, whatever. I'm asking, what is going on? Because if I go and I search movies, June, 1990, whatever, I get a very different list and variety of types of movies available to the public. And that's where I, this, that's yeah. where this conversation started. I called you today and I said, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> what has happened here? Yeah. And to be fair, hey, let's do it right now. June, 1995 movies. First one that pops up is Batman Forever. So we're really not that, that, that far Isn't off. that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. So this is what I wanted to say. is I And it's so funny because you and I had this conversation this morning. And I saw a movie last night. And I want to talk about the movie that I saw briefly mm-hmm. also because even kind of what that represents. But And then I saw this tweet today where somebody was watching old clips of Siskel and Ebert. Uh, they were, you know, Roger Ebert was this really famous, I mean, one of the most famous movie critics of all time. And Gene Siskel was this television partner they had a show together they reviewed movies and and it was siskel who was fed up with bad children's movies and slasher films wishing that there were more movies for adults uh and this was in the 80s Breach. right yeah so, so like we're in a bit of an 80s is also moment not necessarily something that is entirely new or novel to 2023, right? Sure. Though, and then this is the other thing that I think is really kind of astounding. And this is a different metric, right? This is kind of anecdotal, but this is kind of more, um, anyways, this, this is more kind of like kind of hard data. Um, and this was something I saw by a, a commentator on the business. He said, if, 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 you want to, if you want one measure of where the movie business is at right now, here's one notable statistic. Probably between 50 and 60 movies released in 2023 will gross over $25 million at the U.S. box office. So 50 to 60 movies this year will gross over $25 million. That's up from just 46 movies in 2022 and 44 in 2021. Obviously, this is what we're seeing as kind of a increased bounce back People are going to the theaters again. Yeah, yeah. He says, but, and this is the, the big caveat here, so, so the number for this year of movies over 25 million is between 50 and 60. Between 2010 and 2015, that number was averaging 95 to 107 movies per year, grossing over $25 million. So in terms of the number of movies that make that kind of box office impression, we are nowhere near pre-pandemic levels. And basically what his kind of, this, this guy's, 
you know, kind of analysis of this is we're in a film world where we are taking no risks, no, right. nothing is that mid-size risk reward kind of thing. No surprises. Everything is something that is that, that basically studios know will not make a lot of money, like right. the movie I saw last night, or it will make three hundred million because it's right based on an existing property. And and to me, that was a pretty astounding thing to hear. And I think that's what we're feeling more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not necessarily the quality of the things that are coming out. And it's not necessarily this idea that there's nothing for for, for grown-ups because that's Gene Siskel was saying that forty years ago. Right. It's it's we, we can actually quantitatively point to something that the business is just fundamentally different. And and the options are not there. People are uh, because, not showing up. And that's driving the business in a certain way. And 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 I don't know. I mean maybe it's maybe it's these things are increasingly going to streamers, except except that's not what I see when I when I watch a Netflix original movie, which I almost huh. never do. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last one I watched. Right. Um, I don't remember the last thing I watched, or last time I watched something on Netflix. Uh, so I can tell you the last thing. the The last time I watched something on Netflix um, was this week. Beef. And, and I was gonna, I was, and it was a movie. Um, and I was gonna bring this into the conversation. And actually, it's kind of two movies because one of them I started today. I haven't finished it. Was it's the Nice Guys, the oh, Russell yeah. Crowe, Beck, yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling, which I've never seen. Yeah, and I think really fits solidly into that. Like, yeah. this is for grownups, and is and it's sitting on Netflix right now. And then the other one I watched, maybe the polar opposite, is Julia or Julie and Julia. Yes, where Meryl Streep plays many yeah. times as well. Yeah, and that's just sitting on Netflix right now. And that is like a 2009 mid-budget movie with Meryl Streep and Amy, Ad- uh, oh, Amy yeah. Adams in it. And, and and like, it's it's for grownups, not because right. of its uh, bad content, but because it's about Julia Child and a food blogger, right? No, like, no studio is, <laughs> this movie needs to make a billion dollars or we die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, for me, like, that's what I want Netflix to be is mm-hmm. my resource for, that was my kind of review on Letterboxd of Julia and Julia. It was like, this is all I want Netflix to be. Basically, Blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. Because people say, oh, Netflix replaced Blockbuster. And and that's actually not true. Netflix is not that anymore. If Blockbuster did Blockbuster original content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. If, if Blockbuster was something entirely different, then maybe. But the idea that, you know... I remember being in high school and going to Blockbuster and saying, okay, I've heard enough about this movie or I've seen it sitting on these shelves enough times. I'm going to pick it up and see it. Right. And I, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't load up Letterboxd because right. I, so, so on Letterboxd, you know, as a pro account, I, I can see, you know, I can put in my streaming services and it'll mm-hmm. tell me, if something's true, and it does that even on a regular account, right? It kind of shows yeah. you what's streaming, yeah, uh, or where where a particular movie is streaming. I didn't load up Letterbox, type in Julie and Julia, and say, "Well, where sure. is this streaming?" I was I was just browsing movies right. on Netflix. I'll throw it on. I saw it and and threw it on, right? And and to me, like that's just I don't know where that stuff is. I mean, it's it seems to me it's probably a lot more in television and just series now. Mm-hmm. And not a two-hour movie, hour and forty-five-minute movie. Making the most or giving the most money to the movie industry are people that don't watch movies. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> but how insane is that? Yeah, and I wonder how much that's always been true to a certain extent. Well, okay, 
I look at, I was saying, I look at June 1995 movies, and we do have Batman Forever, which is hilarious, right? Uh, yes. Just, yes, and that's is. probably the number one movie of, of, you know, superhero movies be doing business. Yeah. But then we have Apollo 13. Oh, man. What a great movie. Just a summer, just banger. Uh, oh, so that's a great example of like a summer blockbuster. Right. I mean, we right, do but, have some of those coming down the pike, which is cool. Um, yes. We have Bridge, Bridges of Madison County, never seen. We've got Michael Crichton's Congo. We've got Baby Ghost, which you know I'm going to load up right after this podcast is done recording. Uh, Dillinger and Capone. We have Pocahontas, both a live action and the animated one. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is like I see a, that variety that I'm craving. Yes. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Bridges of Madison County is sitting next to Batman Forever and Apollo 13 and Pocahontas. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, there is something for everybody here. And increasingly, yeah. other than, you know, October through January, maybe, I go on my Cinemark app, because it's all I have in the town that I'm at, and I see, this is not made for me. And I am someone who loves movies. <laughs> because you load up that app, and you can't you can't see a drama. Mm-hmm. That, that was not an option. Basically, there's no, there were no comedies. Right. Right? Like, well, yeah. The, what the, it wasn't even like a non-IP intellectual or like a, even thriller. like a, a dramedy you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dark yes. comedy yeah no, no romantic comedy I no mean, thrillers all this stuff. what is happening no thrillers the yeah. thrillers they're all on Netflix and they're bad yes yes or they're TV shows I thriller might be my favorite genre like any yeah. night of the week I will boot up a thriller from the 90s and have a great time yeah what is happened yes yes oh man 90s thrillers ugh Insane. The Firm. Didn't you just recently watch The Firm? I watched The Firm. I watched Manhunter. I watched Manhunter. Speed. I watched. Uh, oh yeah. Some. Uh, There's this moment in The Clint Firm where, where he's like retired. Sh- I don't know, detective. What else is that guy doing? They're they're showing uh, they're showing Tom Cruise the town where the firm is, and then he does like a bunch of like a bunch of flips and handsprings down the street. That's right. It's just an, an insane moment. It's insane, but you live for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, uh, I just love that movie so much. It's crazy. It's like all I see are either superhero movies, animated, or some sort of action. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair I mean, to say? Or low budget horror movies that aren't very good? Okay, so then I was going to say, so this is where I was going to bring in the movie I saw last night. Okay. So I went to our independent theater. Sure. And, and it happens to be the you theater that's duck. closest to our house. I know. And, and shout out and Tower I Theater. Love Tower Theater. You shout them out. I l- love favorite theater Tower on the theater. planet. I love that it exists. It's my favorite theater. I, we were in Theater One, which is the better of the three auditoriums. Um, and and I and I will I will say this it, it is an independent movie theater so what it plays is mostly independent cinema mm-hmm. and nine months of the year independent cinema is mostly a lot of stuff I'm not that interested in right <laughs> because at the end of the day I also still like a good thriller that's just like made by a a studio it's some very right? slow like, <laughs> reflective yeah. stuff that maybe is great but maybe it's just kind of boring sometimes. And and it is also then the place where 
you where I keep going when between October and December mm-hmm. when all of the end of the year like focus features it's showing tar. you know all, all, all that you know it's tar and Banshees of Inisherin or whatever it is yeah. right so I saw Past Lives last night Past Lives is definitely an indie A24 drama mm-hmm. right this is Past Lives is not even the thing that how, well, we feel like we're missing how crazy even just with the reputation of A24 that Okay, sorry. We're I doing the Flash, and the Flash has forty slots at our cinema. So I know, I know. We're not gonna be showing. I mean, I, so something and, called past lives. Well, it's crazy because because in where you are at, it's like there are no other options, and so you think a, the the theater would program for that. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, when I, I was calling theaters when Licorice Pizza was out and asking, like, this I remember is that. the thing. They're like, probably not. And then, like, months later it was, randomly. But it's it like, weird. okay, yeah, I just won't see it, I guess. And like, one of the one of the biggest and most influential American filmmakers mm-hmm. in the past 20 years who is still working yep. has a new movie. They're like, nah. I, yes, it's crazy. And there's nothing, and especially that time, because that was, like, a year or two after COVID, there was no other movies out, really. It was just like, yeah, we're not showing it. Yeah, I was just going to say, even like past lives, I remember hearing, I, I had known about it for a while because it premiered at Sundance and there was a lot of buzz about it. And I was listening to a movie podcast. They were talking about past lives a couple weeks ago because it had opened a few weeks ago and it just opened in Sacramento this weekend. And they were like, man, you really got to, you know, I know a lot of people are going to have to wait a few weeks to see this movie, but make sure you see it in a the theater. And I just remember being so annoyed at these podcasters of like who live in LA and right and not like at them I was trying to like sort out like who, who am I annoyed about like I'm annoyed that this is the system that yeah exactly you know in 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 this world where I can watch even whatever, in a big city like Sacramento yes yes it's but it's hard to get this uh, totally because Asteroid City is out this weekend but it's not out in Sacramento so it won't be out <laughs> Which it will not is be insane. Pl- I, I know I, I, it is. It's crazy. Like, Wes Anderson is, is way, way past, like, oh, you have indie taste in movies. You like Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, he's pretty mainstream. Yeah. It's quirky, and it's it is, it's a niche taste, but, but it's mainstream, right? Like, just give the yeah. TikTok trend of the last year. Yeah. Which and, we will be talking about when we do our Asteroid City episode. Yes, yes. Asteroid City's not playing in Sacramento this weekend. Um, and I love Past Lives. It was... An amazing movie, right? Yeah. But I also recognize that that like that's not the kind of adult drama that I would take my wife to like on a date night, right? Megan might enjoy right, it, right. but it's probably not her speed. And but if Apollo thirteen type movie, you might go check that out. But ten years ago, yeah, ten years ago on my birthday, I was like one of my favorite movie going experiences of the last ten years. I we it was my birthday, and and we were like newlyweds. We'd been married like two year or like a year. And and I was really out of like what was current, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just we we're working a lot and busy and and just such a weird change in, in season. So I was totally unaware of what was out there. And it was my birthday, and I said I want to see a movie. And we like looked up what was playing, and it was a movie called Gravity playing. And I didn't even like I didn't realize who had directed it. And I was like, let's see Gravity, and it. Yeah. Like, kind of on a lark, top 10 movie of the decade for me. Like, it's amazing. It blew me away. Like, and it, and it was, you know, available. And, and it was just there, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Like, it's gotten so crazy yet where it feels like something like gravity now is, like, weirdly independent feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for, like, the temperature of movies right now. Yeah. That was something like Ad Astra a couple years ago, right? The Brad Pitt space movie that that was basically... I mean, it it has an indie feel, but it it didn't need to be. I don't don't know. But Brad Pitt is in it. I know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you just watched The Player, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I I love Although I watched it over the course of, like, four hours. I remember you saying that. One of the things I love in the player is that opening sequence at the studio. Oh my gosh, it's insane. (laughs) Insane, insane movie making. I was like, who do you think you are? (laughs) Random movie from the 90s? Well, um, uh, you know what I'm saying. No, I know what you're saying. It it is like, it is, that was kind of my experience putting it on for the first time. I was like, I know Robert Altman. But I don't know this movie, and you put it on, and it's like, well, this is this is an extraordinary opening, um, especially with the. It's like the worst movie poster I've ever seen. I I know, I know. But that also makes it the best movie poster I've ever seen. That's <laughs> um, part of the joke, and the whole joke of like, oh, it's like The Graduate Two, right? The sequel to The right. Graduate, and like, what what movie stars like Julia Roberts, right? Is like really hot. So like, you're talking about Julia. When she comes in at the end. I know it's so perfect. Um, it's unreal. Yeah, um, but I bring up the player because it's it's like that is a movie that was aware of not these particular trends, but like these idiosyncrasies of the industry and some of these things, right? Like, and make right. a meta comment about it in its movie. Uh, and of course, the player is kind of just like an adult drama, like um, an adult drama. One of the things I said to you on the phone was, you know, I keep seeing people that are adults adult aged i mean we're in our 30s mm-hmm. early 30s but we're in our 30s and i see people in our friend groups who are you know do the classic adulting is hard on instagram <laughs> and i'm like you know what these movies are for you guys people do not want to mature in I, any yeah, yeah. W- whether it be your day-to-day responsibilities as a human being work family whatever or the type of culture that you consume okay like so here's one. I was talking to a friend a couple weeks ago, and, and and he just got married, and we were talking about the wedding and, and talking about just, like, what kind of dating was like for him, mm-hmm. and because they, they'd met, they'd matched on an app, and which is very normal, you know. But he was like, yeah, I really had to screen out, like, Disney adult girls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, and I like Disneyland a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Disney adults, don't get me started. <laughs> But, but like, yeah, the number of, of people, like, profiles where that's just there, it's like, I'm like, boy, I'm really glad I've been married for 11 years. Oh, they put that out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's he said, it's like, he said, it's like. It's part of their personality. He said, it's like, oh, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking for a man who will take me to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, there's this trend on TikTok. It's called, uh, okay, I'm not on TikTok. <clears throat> but I'm on Twitter, which is a p- proxy yeah. for TikTok. And um, have you seen this flavored water trend that's happening? No. It's basically just grown women who have those Stanley water bottles okay. that are like, you know, if you drop them, you'll break your foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the Stanley water bottle. And they, they like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically them showing how they have bought different syrups that are usually at you know coffee shops and they do the pumps into their water but it'll be like 
all right, three pumps of Tropical Breeze, and then I do a Sour Patch Kids powder, and then I add some Kool-Aid, oh and then God. I do a caramel drizzle into that. And, and it's like Stanley-sized water. And this is what these people drink, right? And, but it's also like, this is my water for the day, so I'm oh, getting hydrated. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and it's like neon. It's, it is Baja Blast. And I'm like, you know what? Disney adults are the equivalent of that flavor water. It's like, I can, I refuse to just drink some water that will actually help your body. Disney adults just remind me of the flavor water trend. You know, there's something really beautiful about iced cold water on a hot day. And there's something really gross about 10 pumps of fruit punch, whatever, as an adult. Okay, and I, I wanna I want to say here, like, I, I like Disneyland. I, I like Disneyland. <laughs> I'd like to do some PR, some backtracking. <laughs> I like Disneyland. I, 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 sure. I really love going to Disneyland, right? It's so fun. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> and I think about Disneyland when I'm at Disneyland. I get one of those turkey legs. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> no. Anyway. But, yeah, it's just, it's not like, it's just a lot. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Why do you love Disneyland? That's your question. And why did you love Disneyland? Well, I think the reason I love Disneyland now is because I'm kind of endlessly fascinated by the facade of it. Exactly. Right? Like, and, and I'm like hyper aware of it as I'm experiencing it, right? Right. Uh, and it's probably pretty cool seeing your kids light up. Oh, yeah. And, and like as a parent now, and ta- we've taken Enoch, and that's like very right. fun, super fun, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Those are sane reasons for liking Disneyland. <laughs> like, I love New Orleans Square, right? Because I find New Orleans Square to me my, the most fascinating part about Disneyland. Oh. Because it's the only part of Disneyland that's based on a real place. I love the idea of, I'm going to go back in history, but everything back then in this timeline was great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There, there, was, there were no social issues or, <laughs> yes. or despair. For people, yeah, totally. It's like it's like a flavor of culture that only tastes sweet. Yeah, yeah. Again, flavor water. Yeah. Well, it's that. It's the when you go to California Adventure. It's kind of the nostalgia of like mid-century Americana. Oh yeah, like oranges. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> done up kind of in this like you know creative design direction that is like kind of you could put it up next to like the national parks, right? Like the way that the, the, the sure. U S design, you know, all the design for the national park stuff. It's all it's just, it's all just transportive nostalgia. And it's especially interesting to think about that stuff, knowing endlessly fascinated like, by it. Yes. Knowing that there's that backdrop that you could push over. Yeah. And there's like meth addicts in the no. park. <laughs> no. Of America. <laughs> Uh, sure i mean yes like (laughs) (laughs) like knowing all that nostalgia feeling all that and there's a paint there's a literal painted backdrop and you could push it over and know the economy's gonna collapse maybe tomorrow (laughs) yeah okay but right now i've got a turkey leg i like disneyland some 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 orange scent that's sprayed at me in a ride and it's okay And, and all this to say about the movies that we were talking about that you could have gone to this weekend. Like, right? Sure. I loved Spider-Verse. I thought it was a yeah. phenomenal movie. But I also recognize it. Like, I loved it because 
if I had gotten to watch that as a, I, I don't want to I don't even want to infantilize that movie right by relegating it to be a kids sure. movie. I, I think it stands on its own as an incredible piece of art, right? Sure. And I, I like I've seen every Marvel movie except Guardians three because at this point basically I don't go to the theaters for them, um, mm. and Ant Man. Quantumanium was bad, um, but I watched it. So I'm getting some enjoyment out of these still, I guess, right? And I've heard Guardians Three is really good, and I will watch it when it comes out on Disney Plus, and I will enjoy it to some extent, and that will be fine. But that's not why I like movies, right? I, actually, none of these things are examples of what I love about movies. I mean, it begs the question: What do you love about movies? <sighs> I watched Past Lives last night. Have you seen the trailer for Past Lives? I haven't even seen the trailer. Okay, before. so I don't even want to actually talk about it because I think the trailer gives yeah. too much away. You can tell me what you felt, though. You can tell me what you felt. This is what I loved about Past Lives. It was so relatable. Not mm-hmm. because I have experienced what these right. three main characters have experienced. And actually, I have not because the main character is a Korean immigrant and who who immigrated with her family to Canada and then she works and lives in New York um, in present day, right? I don't, I share almost nothing in common with this person. Uh, and and I, apparently it's pretty autobiographical to the director. This is her um, directorial debut. She's a playwright. I, I don't share any of these experiences, except as we, uh, I, I think this is a, just kind of an axiom that is often true in storytelling. As we get more specific with our storytelling, the specificity actually opens it up to universality. Specificity is the soul of narrative. Yes, specificity is the soul of narrative. But I, I think as something is, is, is very specific and unique, yes, it enters a space of universal relatability. I, and I, I, it's paradoxical in that way, right? Right. I, I don't understand why that is the case. Um, right. But I can speak from my experience of watching Past Lives last night and thinking about 18 years worth of my life and decisions that I've made and friendships and relationships and like all of these things. And that's what this movie is drawing out of me as I'm watching it. That's, that's what I love about movies, right? It can bring something out like that. Oh, I mean, me and Sarah have been doing this. uh, We split up one day on the weekend where half the day she takes the kids. Yeah. And then in verses, and so I'll take the kids the second half, whatever. But usually for my time, I just go to a coffee shop and read because that's such a luxury in this season of my life. And man, if reading books isn't just some access to thoughts and feelings that you have, but maybe are not aware of or really able to, uh, you know, with any accessibility day to day, you know, access them. Yeah. Like I'm just reading some Wendell Berry essays about Wendell Berry agriculture in America in the seventies. And I'm reading it and I'm like, dude, this guy would be flipping out right now. Are he still alive? He is? Oh my god, he must be flipping out. But I'm reading of like, oh, having a connection to your food and how much more human that makes you. And I'm like, damn. He's 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 still kicking eighty eight. I know, he's amazing. He's yeah, the amazing. way he writes so... Have you read any of his novels or his fiction? No, I've only read his essays. I've never read an essay of his. Um, yeah. The, the book is called The Unsettling of America. It was written in the oh, 70s. And like, the ideas about people's relationship to their work and to yeah. their food and how yeah. much meaning there is to glean from that. And I'm just sitting there in this coffee shop, you know, 50 years know. later being like, dude, this is, this is hitting me uh, in 
in surprising ways, in ways that are thinking, making me think about like, what am I really doing with some pieces yeah. of my life here? And it's a gift to get that feeling and get that question. Yeah. I, I know this is not true for most people, but when I watch some of the movie, the types of movies that I listed earlier, I just feel like I'm being told I'm an idiot. <laughs> like not, not because the movie is, we've never had this conversation, but I, I, not in the podcast. I, I think there's, there's kind of a, a trope and TV. Like you need to respect the intelligence of your audience. Right. 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 That's not, that's not what you're talking about. It's not that, the, right. though maybe to some extent it, Say more about that, though. Well, why you feel that way? Obviously, most superhero movies do have. I'm not. I'm not trying to call it superhero movies specifically. Any of these types of movies that we're talking about from that list that's playing right now, there are things that are going on that are past the actual plot. You know, some ideas about humans. But I, I have an overwhelming sense of an empty plate at at dinner. Where I'm like, I have nothing to chew on from what this movie is giving me. And because yeah. I don't have an invested interest in this world or these characters, whether it be the Flash or the Fast X crew or whatever, if I don't have that nostalgia piece, if I don't have that inherent interest with mm-hmm. a specific character, I have no ideas as well. Or it's at least the, the ideas are like junk food where it's like I consume them quickly and they yeah. like don't nourish me at all. Yeah. It's crazy. I was thinking about past lives, but I was thinking about the the multiverse trope right now that's like everywhere, yeah, in, in culture. Right, we we've got both DC movies, Marvel movies doing multiverse stuff. The best picture winner of the last year was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Right. Yeah, it's funny it's the, the, the rhythms and, of it, and then even like separately, like the Spider Verse stuff is all multiversal. Uh, <laughs> right, right, and and. and and like the kind of biggest expression of this is the Spider-Man No Way Home in which you get the three Spider-Mans. Right. And that is playing off of some like nostalgia. And, and that's happening in The Flash too, right? I guess spoiler alert for The Flash, except it's all over Twitter. They've CG'd Christopher Reeve, who was the, the first actor to play Superman in the, you know, the original Superman movie who's, who's passed away. They kind of CG'd him into a sequence. Oh, man. Right, like... Um, where I guess there was a portal that opened up to another um, <laughs> dimension or whatever, right? What? Oh my god! Right? What, right. what is the? I, I don't know morality around that. I, I that's just that is definitely a separate question. Is the ethics behind that? But it's obviously trying to play off nostalgia, but it's such cheap nostalgia, right? Because it's oh, so so like we could talk about the ethics of of, of that or whatever. There's a lot of ethical conversations happening in film right now with AI and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, the the bringing in the old Spider-Man and doing the multiverse stuff, it's like it's such a it's such cheap nostalgia. And I think about that scene in the first season of Mad Men, the first season finale of Mad Men. I, I maybe one of the things that like scenes of TV that I think about the most, right? When he's doing his presentation about the Kodak Carousel, and he talks about nostalgia, and um, and a movie like Past Lives is in a lot of ways certainly about nostalgia. I mean, it's kind of right there in the title, but it is not cheap, right? And it can't be, right? Because I don't know these characters. This is not based on something else, and and it and it also does not. It doesn't take place in the '60s, yeah. right? It takes place in present day, 
so it doesn't get to traffic in that kind of nostalgia of an era, right? And it's pretty masterful the way it does this. I don't even know why we should, we're talking about this, but you know, I just even think kind of pointing out the difference. Like I'm watching a movie like, and I don't want to be so, you know, intellectual or, or anything about these things to the point uh, because it's like, yeah, I, I look at the stuff that I watched this last month, right? And it's like, you know, I watched Sleepless in Seattle, but it makes me feel a lot of things. But this is this is my point. In 1995, you had Batman Forever. You had Apollo 13. Yeah. You had Pocahontas. You had Bridges of Madison yeah. County. I probably yeah. would be someone who enjoyed their occasional superhero movie if along the way yeah. there was a variety of, yeah, no, that's a good point. of genre yeah. and experiences and not just this cycle. Yeah, I'll, give you two, I'll give you two examples. So I watched well, Past Lives is one. Yeah. That's like super indie movie. And I watched Leave No Trace this week or last week. It was a pretty indie movie from a couple years yeah. ago. This is the father-daughter living out in the, the woods in Portland. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty serious movie. It really draws you in, right? It's a pretty, pretty quiet movie. really draws you in. And I watched 310 to Yuma, the remake, the 2007 remake of 310 to Yuma mm-hmm. with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's a really good one to bring up, right? Because it's a James Mangold movie. And James Mangold, to me, is like the king of like grown-up movies for dads. Yeah. Like it's 310 to Yuma, Ford versus Ferrari, right. the the Johnny um, Johnny Cash movie, um, Walk the Line with Joaquin, but then like he's also doing Indiana Jones five and you know, he did Logan. I, get people, I yeah, Logan's fine, whatever. Um, but anyways, I was just 310 to Yuma, and it's like just a big budget Hollywood movie. It's a western, but it's not. I mean, it's kind of even IP driven. It's it's a remake of a movie from the fifties, but not really, right? It's not what we're talking right. about, right? This is not. They don't make 310 to Yuma anymore. Right. And I was just, I was just so impressed by Russell Crowe. He gives this incredible performance. It's, 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 you know. And Russell Crowe was in a MCU movie last year. He was in a Marvel movie last year. He plays Zeus in the Thor movies. It's, it's insane. It's, right. not, it's just he, like he's getting paid good for him. But the Ben Wade character, as Russell Crowe plays it, is so evil. He's like this, this, this murderer in the West, and and they're trying to get him on a train to, to, to this prison in Yuma, and he's evil. So it's a whole movie tempting people, tempting people and killing people. And he's just looking for a way out. And he's absolutely evil. And I remember thinking, I remember sitting there thinking, like, this guy's the devil. Like, he, is this supposed to be the devil? Yeah. And then, but it was, and this, like, again, I'm pointing out, this was just a, this was kind of a big budget, yeah. like, Western remake, right? But then when he turns at the end and kind of works with the Christian Bale character to voluntarily get himself on the prison car, so the prison or the Christian Bale character as this dad can get money and save his family. Everything you've been watching up to that point is makes that so surprising and and not not unrealistic. Yeah. Like like there's a journey that they take you on and and it's like this it does not have like what business does this movie have being this good and this thoughtful and nuanced, right? Right. right. Cuz as just, opposed uh, to uh, the, the new right. Thor movie which he, where he'll be literally fighting the devil. Well, he's Zeus. No, uh, no, I'm talking about the new one coming out in, oh. in however many years. It'll just be the literal devil that he's fighting. Oh, yeah, it'll be literally the devil. Like, yeah, that's yeah. actually a good point. That's a good point. That's a really good point. You know, 310 to Yuma came out in 2007, same year as No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood, right? Two definitely better Westerns. Mm-hmm. But I was so refreshed by how, like, kind of the lesser Western of the year is still just like. Still super effective. Man, yeah. Still moving. And. And it's just like, I don't know where this is. You know, I, I'm starting to understand when people are like, 
Yeah, I don't really watch movies. It's like I do TV shows. It's like, yeah, if these were the movies that you're like surrounded by, yeah. what are they offering people? Again, we say this all the time. This is hard to walk this line between I'm not just trying to hate on these movies for the sake of hating on them or find no value in any of them. But I think I'm more than ever feeling the when this is all that is offered to you. Yeah. And it's not your cup of tea. It's just it's getting exhausting. And I think that yeah. people who enjoy these movies feel the same way, actually. Oh, yeah. I think they're, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what plays out over the next, you know, couple of years. It's funny, too. I mean, even you look at both major franchises right now, right? You have the Flash movie and everything that Ezra Miller is dealing with controversially. And that Warner Brothers has chosen not to use Ezra Miller in any of the promotion, basically. Right. For the film. I mean, I'm surprised they still released the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, and because his controversy started years ago, right? This right. was not like something that yeah, too much money. It's too much was you know yeah, we can't whatever, not you know. So so there's that, and then you have Marvel dealing with Jonathan Majors, and and they literally built this entire phase of the Marvel movies around him. Yeah, and and it's like well, this is a disaster. And it's like well, you know, if if we didn't need, I mean, the the, the news this week. In the entertainment news of this week was like a lot of movie release dates were being pushed back, and I don't, wasn't really sure what the reason for that was. Maybe the writer strike, maybe just other things, other industry things. Yeah. But Avatar Five has been pushed to twenty thirty one. Avatar Five. We've only had two of them actually be released so far. Uh, so number five will be released in the next decade. Wasn't it's uh, like twenty twenty three? Was the next Spider One? gonna be like 2028 or something the spider verse one yeah it still technically has a release date for 24 but a lot of people are not expecting it to make that i I thought Um, i saw 2027 or 2024 or no sorry yeah 2027 or 2028 or something it's like crazy i don't know i mean maybe but i mean there's stuff like that for all these marvel movies it's like 28 avatar 5 2031 and it's just like this is not like to, to me when i go and see one of these now it's like I'm not getting to give myself over to what am I going to think about, you know, internally? Right, what right. what am I going to... It's like, okay, I'm tracking these plot points and characters. Right. It's just so you can get to the next, again, not yeah. so great movie. And and it's funny, too, because they, they, they want you to see them all. And, yeah. Yeah, so all that to say, people have been asking where are the new podcast episodes. And, uh, you know... We've been on break, mainly because there hasn't been a lot to talk about. Also, mainly, yeah. we both have two kids. Yeah, that too. And yes. been feeling tired lately. But, man, when a good movie comes along and you want to talk about it, we'll find find a way to make this pod work. But there has not been We're that. We're trying to get back in a rhythm. We're trying to get back in a rhythm. Always. Always. Right. And, and I also want to say, it's not because these things don't totally exist anymore. Sure. Because... I saw Air, and I loved Air. You wanted to do an episode on Air. I would have done an episode on Air. The more I thought about and, it, I'm like, the more I got nothing to say. Uh, no, I know. It's, I don't have a lot to say about Air either. That was a, that's a great movie that came out this year. It's the exact uh, movie we're talking about. It, it is. It is exactly the movie. That, so it's not like this thing does not exist. It's just there used to be 20 of these mm-hmm. at this point in the year, and so far there's been one. Yep. Or something like Bo is Afraid, where it's like, like the movies that are in that space, uh, maybe more interesting. Whatever, it's like are kind of impossible to talk about because they're so insane. Uh, actually, that's a good 
a very good point. Um, that movie is insane. So, but you know what? We have some things coming down the pike that we know we're going to talk about. We've got the great Oppenheimer Barbie battle. Can't wait. Of the summer, which you know what team I'm on already. Barbie. We're Gerwig gang on this pod. I, I, re- I recently rewatched Lady Bird with the Greta Gerwig audio commentary. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's, she, she just she doesn't I get enough credit. To talk about movies all day. She doesn't get enough no. credit. I saw a quick no. random thing on maybe Instagram or Twitter where she was like talking about you know these Gene Kelly dance musical movies in relation to Barbie and like how they build the sets. It. And I'm like, she's already thinking on another level. I mean, I know she always does, but she's solidifying my trust that that movie's gonna slap. And then meanwhile, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan says we we released an actual nuke. <laughs> to get the shot (laughs) anyway we got asteroid city we got oppenheimer we got barbie we got some stuff coming right we're gonna do we're gonna cover wonka the timothy chalamet as willy wonka if for no other reason than the memes (laughs) to stay up to date on the memes i guess i i love timothy chalamet me too. It's phenomenal. He's a gem. I will, uh, just phenomenal. I, I don't know if I is can. Is Dune do it. <laughs> 2 this year? Dune 2 is this year. We got some stuff coming out. Yeah, we got Dune 2. So this episode was a bit of a t- uh, temperature check. Can I can I interest you in a Killers of the Flower Moon? Oh my god. This this things are coming, guys. But uh, you know, we take I, summer break. I think we, it, we took uh, we yeah. took a winter spring part of summer break. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. So but this was a this was a temperature check. This was a check in. This was this is a hey hey hey. We're still here. We're still. And we think here. about it often. But uh, we need something. And also, we have nobody's left us a review in like a really long time. So if you left us a review, maybe we do more episodes. No one's in our comment section shouting at us to get back on the mic. They just do it at us in person. That's true. But I need the you know internet accountability. We're gonna be on this. I just had a moment realizing. There's nothing for us right now, but that will be changing soon. So stick with us, sleepyheads. And uh, if you got movies you want us to watch, send them our way. We've been flirting with the idea of staff picks again, but yeah. we we need some we need some like juice to get back into rhythm here. And I think maybe our boy Wes will provide some. Let's we'll see. So till next time, I don't even remember what I say at the end now. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Movies Always Sleep. Theme music by Andy Carhall, as always. Uh, we didn't get to our tangents this this time, but we'll get them next time. And uh, other than that, good night, y'all. Bye.